0: Traffic sucks, but your podcast don't have to. Welcome in to the afternoon drive with five. Joining us now on the track talk hotline is newcomer to the podcast. He has an impressive winning percentage of 93%. He is head football coach of Carrollton Trojans. He's coach Joey King. Coach, thanks for being on the podcast. Before we get into the football talk. How's your summer been? Do you get any off time? Do you get any downtime to like vacation or anything?
1: Yeah, I appreciate the question. That's good. <laughs> no, so we did. We went to, uh, my family and I went to Port St. Joe at the beginning of the summer for just a little bit of downtime. And then uh, the last dead week that we had, we went to FCA camp at St. Simon. So. It wasn't a very relaxing vacation, <laughs> but it, it was a good time for sure. But I appreciate you asking. Yeah,
0: yeah, St. Simon's is fun, man. I, I love that place. There used to be a nice restaurant called Fourth of July down there. Okay. That had, I think it's closed, but they had the best hamburgers you could get on the beach. Nice. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah that, we,
1: we had a little shrimp at Iguanas, so it, it was good. Oh, nice, good. nice. Yeah. Now,
0: now, see, I'm, I'm a guy, when I go to the beach – I want to eat at places that I don't have around here. For sure. The only place that I let my family eat is Chick-fil-A. That's it. You know, we get one Chick-fil-A meal per vacation. But when we go on vacation, I'm like, we got to find these hole-in-the-wall. That's the best. Yeah. yeah, The -the hole-in-the-wall seafood (laughs) restaurants that we don't have around
2: this area. That's right. I love it. (laughs) Coach, we mentioned in the open that you have a winning percentage of 93%. You just shook your head. I just – it's It's uncanny like you don't you don't really think about it until you kind of look back on it and you're like wow like you've you've played or you've coached exactly a hundred games in your in your career currently, and it's ninety three and seven over the last a hundred games yeah. that's just an, it's an impressive thing and I, I know you're you're very humble and you're not going to talk about yourself because that's your teams and and whatnot but it's it's something that you have to acknowledge in the fact that you you were that impressive of a head coach well
1: well some you know sometimes in my quiet times in the morning or whatever it is, you know, I just kind of reflect on what, uh, you know, I feel like the Lord has led us to and just to be able to do. And it blows me away. You know, a little, little, little old boy from Cedartown, Georgia, to get yeah. to do what I do. And then the, the the places that this game has has taken us and the experience that it's afforded us. I mean, my family's lived all over the southeast because of it. You know, yeah. and success has, has been a byproduct of a lot of hard work, but a lot of other people. No, I mean, in anything that you do, whatever realm of life, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And we've had great players at all these places and have had great assistant coaches. I tell everybody all the time, it's my job not to mess it up when I wake up in the morning. So uh, being, being where we're in, is crazy. Bryce said the other day, I mean, we were at a little player function, and Bryce said, hey, you're going to hit 100 this year. And I'm like, what is he talking about? My, my golf game? Yeah, I, I hope to get it down to 100. You know, I don't know. But he's like, no, 100 wins this year. And I'm like, man, wow you know we may and then jordan white says it'd suck if you go six and four you know? <laughs> I'm like, what are we what are we doing you know so but definitely uh definitely thankful just to be in the position that we're in and and you know quick to defer credit to all those other people that sure. have had a hand in you talk about golf are you a big golfer in the
0: offseason oh, what what trying to
1: get down to 100 you know? uh, no, I, I play a little bit uh, best i've ever shot is 90 not a big golfer at all but uh, we, we like we like to go when we get a chance. Okay. But, well, I can tell you, Coach, I golf all the time. Okay. I mean, I golf yeah. at least once a week, maybe twice
0: a week. And if I break a 100, I'm happy.
2: There so you go. It no seems doubt. like the
0: more I play, I don't get any better. I don't know what's going <laughs> no on. Doubt. No <laughs> doubt.
2: Coach, I know you're a man who doesn't look like looking back on seasons, but always looking forward. But what was so special about last year's squad that made it to the state championship? Oh, man, it's just the
1: the team chemistry. Uh, and to see those guys continue to believe in each other as we grew as a team, right, you know, you start the season off, you're – you're unranked, and you pick third in your region, you know, and then to see them just kind of come together. And then, you know, about game four, you start clicking a little bit. In game five, they're like, man, we could be a really, we could be a really good team, <laughs> you know, and just to see that belief continue to grow. And we try to do our best as coaches to facilitate uh, the brotherhood and the growth of the brotherhood as the season goes. And we want that thing to be about full speed ahead once we hit the playoffs. And I thought we did a great job of that from a staff and a team standpoint this past year.
0: No doubt. And I know nobody wants to lose a state championship game, but how nice was it to sort of have that motivational piece in your back pocket this offseason to say the team, the kids that came back like, hey, we were right there on the precipice of doing something amazing last year. We worked just a little bit harder. One more rep in the weight room, one more 40-yard dash, whatever it is. We just do a couple more reps here and there, and we can be right there again this year
1: trying to, you know, write our names in history. Yeah, no, it's good. And I I made sure, you know, after we lost it, a lot of times teams that get that far lose the state title game, they're going to jog off the field and get in the locker room in a hurry. You know, but we kind of corralled all our guys and made them take a knee and watch, you know, Mill Creek on the victory stand and kind of use that as a little bit of motivation. Uh, The old Jalen Hurts thing, he
0: did that in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah.
2: Let's look ahead to this year's team. Beginning back with your starting quarterback running back and New Alabama commit at offensive line and wide receiver, what can we expect out of an offense that averaged 43 points per game last season?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're definitely blessed to have those guys coming back. And, you know, I've never been one to say, hey, we're going to try to get him this amount of touches or get him this amount of touches and make sure that he's got this many yards, like – we're going to go out there and call plays. And in the confines of our offense, anybody could get the ball with what we sure. do. So um, our guys do a really good job of not being selfish. You know, we don't have any divas on that side of the ball that, well, I only had one catch this game and they're crying and ready to quit or transfer, you know, in today's society, people get sensitive in a hurry. Um, but our guys buy into that family atmosphere. So, but now with that being said, we've got some really good pieces of the puzzle, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, even down to, to our tight end. Uh, Jordan White. So we, we feel good about you know, whoever we get the ball to on, on that side of the ball.
0: And you talked about your good offensive pieces. I mean, the you got Juju at quarterback. He's been the story you know, nationally, nationwide, everything. What's, what's been one of the biggest challenge of trying to keep all the pomp and circumstances as low as possible and, and keep this team focused on the ultimate goal, and that's a state championship with sort of all the outside noise and everything. How do you keep them on the path?
1: Yeah, we, don't, we don't pay attention to any of that. You know, uh, whatever, the ranking came out the other day and I, I pulled a Nick Saban on them. You know, it's rat poison. You know, we, not, <laughs> we don't care about all that. You know, we, we want to win the day. Like we, Our focus this morning was, you know, being the best that we could be at practice this morning. We're coming back for a practice this afternoon and it's going to be the best we can be at practice this afternoon. Uh, our coaches coach their tails off and, you know, don't treat these kids – uh, whether a first string or fifth string, really treat them any different. You know, So we want them to be the best version of themselves they can be today. And then tomorrow when they come out, it's a you versus yesterday mentality. We want to be better today than we were yesterday. So uh, just trying to keep that in perspective. But all the outside noise and the hype, we're not, we're not big fans of any of that either on either side.
2: <laughs> Bryce Hicks says you're running back and he's coming back for his senior year this year. Finally starting to get a little bit of preseason acknowledgement from, from publications. Belt time. So, yeah. Uh, Belt time. What, is take, what do you think has taken so long for people to actually pay attention to Bryce? And also, what do you think his ceiling's going to be for this season?
1: Yeah, so Bryce, I mean, from a recruiting standpoint, I tell everybody that comes in here, he's our best football player. Uh, if, if we put him at inside linebacker, I mean, he'd probably be one of our best inside linebackers. If we put him at offensive guard, he'd figure out a way to be a best offensive guard. I mean, he's just a, a football player. Um, his size is probably limited in his national attention if, if he was – 5'10", he'd have every offer in the country, you know, but he's about 5'8", 170 pounds, 165, 170 pounds, and people see that he's small. And I, I tell every coach that comes in here, Coach, you better recruit him. If you don't, you're going to be coaching against him one day, and he's going to make you look like a fool because <laughs> he is a dude. <laughs> yep. um, I mean, he's he's an absolute stud on the football field. So seeing him get some attention is great. You know, when that little max preps deal, top ten things came out, you got all these power five commits and Bryce's yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah. You know, that speaks a lot of who, who he is as a player. He's a better person. I mean, he asked about my kids the other day. I told you he he was conscious enough to know that, you know, we may hit 100 wins this year. You know, that's just who he is. So every every, stud, every every coach that comes in, I say, look, this kid's a stud. Uh, he's either going to make you look like a genius or an idiot one day, so you better recruit him. So, I love watching him play because yeah. I think it was in the lounge game,
0: y'all's offense was rolling and rolling and rolling, and Bryce went out for – I think he just picked up a little knock. He was out for a couple series. Yeah and the offense it was still going but it wasn't going as much as it was when he was in there comes into the second half keeps doing Bryce Hicks things and then offense keeps rolling Uh, anybody who will listen I I try to sing as much praise as I can over Bryce Hicks because I I get offended for these kids when they're not recruited the way they should be and anybody that will listen I will shout the
1: praises on Bryce Hicks no doubt and we do the same And, and Bryce is the he's the ultimate competitor you know, and good football players are natural competitors. And, and, and by 40 times, Bryce is probably not the fastest kid on the team. He's going to be in the top five, but he's probably not the fastest. Well, one day some of our fastest guys were talking junk at practice, and Bryce was like, get on the line right now. Just get on the line. And he raced them, and he beat them. <laughs> he wasn't racing the clock. He was actually racing people. So he smoked him, and he looked back at him and said, man, y'all got me messed up, and just walked <laughs> off the, the field. That's, that's who he is. You know, he's, he's a competitor. <laughs> and we talked about the offense,
0: a lot of weapons on the offense. You're returning a lot on defense, and that defense is going to be stellar. Defense last year held teams in the regular season to under two touchdowns a game. I mean, that defense was insane. What you got coming back this year? And are we going to see anything scheme-wise, anything different than we saw last year? Yeah,
1: that's a good question. You know, we we always say, I mean, our our emphasis is going to be on the defensive side of the ball, even though we've got the weapons on offense and I'm, you know, a quarterback and offensive guy, right? I, I can't get disowned by my family, my uncle's Joe Kynes, longtime defensive coordinator, Broyles finalist, right? If, if I just say I'm an offensive guy, I'll get disowned at the Thanksgiving table. I, I can't do that. Um, so we're going to put an emphasis on defense. And I still believe, though, that defense wins championships. You know, if you play good defense, you got a shot to win. Um, so we're going to emphasize that side of the ball. Do have a lot coming back. You know, we lost Jay Farmer on the defensive line. Other than that, the rest of our guys, they're still underclassmen that are playing. You know, so the future looks good at that spot. Uh, and then, I mean, to have Montreal Smith and Brody Bradburn back in inside linebacker, and then you add Caden Spratland, Quintus Adams, um, and C.J. Gamble in there, you you know, the future looks good at that spot. And then the secondary, we got three of our four guys back, you know, and, and Keyshawn Johnson, Jaden Thompson, and Kelvin Hill, who's a multi-year starter for us. And then you throw in the mix, Cam McClure and Jay Hagan at corner. I mean, those guys are going to, you know, they're, they're going to do a good job. from As far as wrinkles go, uh, you know, we're going to have a few. You just got to wait and see what those are. But uh, we, we try to keep them guessing. You know, it's like a, like a good pitcher. You know, you want you want whatever your best pitch is, you want to have that. And you got to have a couple of change-ups to keep them off balance. And uh, I think our guys, you know, understand the system now. It's been good as we went into spring, this being the, the third spring that we've had with them, you know, just to see their, their retention and their understanding of the system. And, you know, we're trying to program that in the kids all the way down to the fifth grade. Right, so the more these kids come through the program and understand our terminology, the better The better we're going to be on the defensive
0: side of the ball. I, I love you. I love you say you go down to the fifth grade sure. and start – I love that. When yeah. you can get them in the system, learn the, whether it's defense, offense, whatever it is, learn how we play football right. up here in, at Carrollton. Learn what our system is, what we do. I think that's phenomenal. Yeah. I, I love that type of
1: mindset. That was a change that, you know, as soon as I took the job, uh, we had the, the rec department in here and we had some discussions and I wanted to do this going forward, and, you know, we just had a middle school team, um, and some seventh graders were standing on the sideline watching a lot of eighth graders play, saying that they played for the junior high team. So we we switched it up. Now we have an eighth grade team, a seventh grade team, a sixth grade team, and a fifth grade team, and they're all playing, you know, um, 7A competition at that level. But a lot of them playing Cobb and Paulding and. You know, we're traveling all over the place with those guys, making sure that they continue to grow as a team. It's also good for your program numbers. You know, those kids standing on the sideline, you never know what they're going to end up being, mm-hmm. right? But if they're in the seventh grade and they have a bad experience because they're watching all the eighth graders play, they may not play as an eighth grader. Mm-hmm. So we want to keep kids out, make sure they enjoy the experience, and then learn the fundamentals of the game.
2: Make yeah. sure they want to be a Trojan at a right. young age. Oh, yeah, no yep. doubt, no doubt. Coach, there's no doubt the Trojan Nation is is rabid about their, their football team. The question that I have for you is – Name a player that you have right now that you've seen in off-season workouts and, and early workouts so far this, this off-season that Trojan Nation may not know right now off the top of their head, but by week four or five will be a household name.
1: Oh, wow, good question. Um, I'm trying to think two that, two that stick out right when you ask that question. I say I got three that stick out. Um, one is Zion Cooley. Uh, Zion didn't play a ton for us last year, big athlete, can run, he's a hurdler on the track team, he's going to play some defensive end and tight end for us, Uh, C.J. Kelly, I just gave an award to C.J. after practice today, C.J.'s been practicing his tail off and he's really developing his craft as a defensive lineman, Uh, and then Jabari Elder is probably another one uh, that's going to play some defensive line and we'll use him in the backfield some on offense, um, he's working his tail off, and they're playing really, really hard right now. So I guess those are three names that have had great off seasons um, and should make an impact
2: for us this year. Coach, we're we're a little bit out there, so we're not like most media outlets, so we're going to ask you a couple goofy <laughs> sure, questions. <yeah>. Sure, <laughs> go for it. Excited <laughs> so about it. You, you've had Kirby, Kirby Smart and other coaches land on the field over here yeah. in the middle of Grisham Stadium. How close are you convincing the Carrollton Boosters to get yourself your own – um, helicopter for yourself yeah you know we, we've had some discussion <laughs> but um, you know we chose
1: to use the money in, in other areas but it's been brought they can't quite get the shade of gold right for the helicopter so we, we'll just bypass on it for now That's fair. Uh,
0: coach last season one of the one of the funniest questions and i've wanted to ask you this question ever since i heard it La- last year you had a question asked What type of pregame music do you listen to? And your answer was Native American
1: flute music. Now, where in the world do you – is that on Spotify? YouTube, man, YouTube. So (laughs) I shared this with somebody yesterday, like a known fact about me that people don't know. But, like, when I'm game planning and, you know, throughout the week we're going through and I'm trying to just get my my juices flowing and my brain working, you know, I just – YouTube Native American flute music and it's like an hour and a half of like these Native American war hymns I guess that if that drum line drops the right way and that flute gets going now look out we're going to have a good game plan that week
2: but
1: yeah I I just enjoy it it's weird man I don't know I like bluegrass Um, I like bluegrass music I don't really game plan to it but just I don't know something about it I don't know if I got a little bit of Cherokee in me or what but it it does just get you fired up for a Friday night it does I get fired up thinking about it right now (laughs) What's what's your pregame meal? If you had to do one pregame meal for a Friday night, what are you eating in here? Oh man, I, I don't eat a ton of pregame meal just because my my stomachs in knots a little bit before the game. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I I love a good hamburger steak, some green beans, and maybe you know either mashed potatoes, macaroni and cheese, or something like that. You know, we mix it up for our guys too. A lot of, a lot of teams have we're going to eat this every Friday. We we mix it up a good bit. I did learn funny story. Somebody asked me a, a, a Trevor Lawrence story the other day. Trevor missed the end of warm-ups and almost missed the start of the game one time because I, I fed him Mo's pre-game meal. Oh, no, so, no, 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 <laughs> no. No more Mo's pregame <laughs> meal. You learn. You live and you learn. But no more Mo's pregame game meal. We can eat it
2: during the week, but on Fridays, bad go right there. <laughs>
0: <Bad laughs> Got to have something almost a little bland no, no, before 100%, the game. Yeah, 100%, 100%, not too heavy. Yeah,
2: Co- that's right. Coach, you talked about your kids earlier. Which Which one of your kids are, are going to wait up for you after a Friday night victory and, and just be the first one to welcome you home and say congrats dad oh man good good questions well first
1: off if it's a a home game we keep all of our families up here after the game and eat with our wives and our kids i love that so it's kind of like a uh on a potluck right everybody brings a crock pot and they plug them in during the game and then the wives set them up and coaches and families we all eat together after the game and then the the wives and kids go home and we stay up here and work and great film Uh, but if i'm walking out you know if i'm walking out there my little girl probably is gonna come and run and jump in my arms. You know, my oldest is getting to the point to where, you know, he's a cool guy. He'll come give me a little side hug and walk <laughs> off. And my middle boy, he he's a ball boy with us, so he's around it a lot. But that little girl's gonna come running and jump in my arms. I I told her uh, maybe last year. I hope she never, you know, never stops that. So I don't care if she's twenty five. She comes and runs, jumps in my arms. I'm gonna try to catch her. My back may go out, but I'm gonna try to catch her.
2: Final question for me. Yeah. Uh, you guys just announced the Trojan. Uh, nation Network last night what is it about Cade and that just makes you want to punch him in the face <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nothing at all nothing at all man we, we love Cade uh love Cade for sure did you guys
1: see the bump box that he yeah. got us that yeah was right here. that was awesome was was, uh, yeah so it's yeah. in here the, the kids loved that that was, that was great uh just kind of funny how that all came about and he ended up presenting it to us but no we're definitely definitely glad to have that and, and excited to know Cade too <laughs> you, you talked about the
0: wives and everything, come up here and eat kind of a post-game meal, family. Do you get any constructive criticism after the game from the wives when you come up here? Like, you should have ran this on third down instead of this, or you should have been in this defensive formation? Because I always get preached at when we're leaving games, no matter sure. what it is we're coaching. I always get constructive criticism on the way home of what I should have done during the game. Yeah, you
1: know, that. that's oh, – <laughs> I'm going to share a little bit about myself, guys. That's, <laughs> that's one of my, my pet peeves is – and not necessarily from the wives, but just people in general – uh, that that try to talk ball with football coaches, you know they 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 see it from a fan's perspective. You know we we put a lot of time in and a lot of effort in and no tendencies and we run numbers and there's all kind of analytics that we even run on our guys. Uh, so we we know you know how many steps they've taken in practice in the week and I mean it it's crazy all wow. the stuff that, that that we know. So when somebody says, "Well y'all should have done this," you know it it I just kind of smile and nod. And, <laughs> keep on going but it it it's it's tough to take it when this this is what we do you know this is our livelihood and i like to think we do a pretty good job of it um so that part that part's tough but yes to answer your question yes we still get criticized (laughs) by our
0: wives (laughs) last question for me coach out of all the kids you got on your team in that locker room who's got the best nickname
1: oh man
0: Uh, (laughs) um that you can say on the radio. Yeah, no, that's that's. You what can a, say you can say no, right here. I mean, we're we're, we're a podcast,
2: so we're, it's not like we're okay. FCC uh, <laughs> Man, uh, I'm trying.
1: I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't have anything that really. Uh, Coach Colts just walking off the field just a while ago said we're going to start calling uh, Jacob Levy Man Man <laughs> because I mean he's just a big strong joker, throwing everybody around right now. But I don't. I don't. To my knowledge, I can't think of anything. Jock Keyshawn Johnson, we call him Jock. That's, that's unique. There are some unique ones, but we have to cut these headsets off before, we, <laughs> before, I, before I share those with you.
0: I like Man Man. That sounds like that's something the Flintstones. Man Man, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Man Man and Bam Bam. No uh, yeah, almost, almost right there. That's, that's a good right. one. Coach, I can't thank you enough. I know y'all are busy. Season's about to start. Y'all had your first pad of practice yesterday, right? Yeah, that's when yeah. The, uh, On Monday. Yeah. Uh, thank, thank you for sitting down. Thank you for talking to us. Oh, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Thank you. You got any final words for us? Hey, go Trojans.